Welcome everyone you are listening to and perhaps watching Hot Sauce Sports. I'm your host, Pease Del Riz. I am joined, of course, by my co-host, Terry Tam. Uh, yeah. That's a weird reaction <laughs> to your own name. <laughs> That's me. I'm me. Uh, and Eagle, of course, is in the nest. He is producing us as he does week in, week out. Although we thought he was kidnapped. So that happened. Yeah. I mean, I wasn't kidnapped. I was just trying to avoid burning myself on all these brand new sauce bottles. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. G- hey, fucking good plug, geeks. Good plug. Uh, so not only are we sponsored by Mike's BBQ Rub MTL.com, which gives you 10% off on all their sauces. And a reminder to rub your meat. Yes. Also, they, they love to remind you to rub your meat. We're also sponsored by Chetty's uh, Hot Sauce. Finally, we got a hot sauce sponsor. Um, they ha- It's Chetty'sHotSauce.com and uh, Hot Sauce 25 for 25% off. They have plenty of different uh, um, flavors. They got lime, pineapple, mango, original, Carolina Reaper. Garlic. Good one. Garlic is a good one. I tried that one. The extreme Carolina Reaper one is like staring me right in the face. Yeah, yeah. I don't know whether I'm excited or terrified. I, I, took, I took one for myself. Excitedly terrified? <laughs> <laughs> I took one for myself. I'm not really looking forward to it, but I am looking forward to it. So, yeah, I feel the same sentiment, Eagle. So, yeah, we got our two sauce sponsors. Now we're going to move into uh, weed. Uh, so, if you're uh, cannabis, CBD, uh, send us a DM. Um, if you are one of those things. <laughs> <laughs> uh, vendor. A uh, vendor or a, a producer, uh, producer of sorts, or a uh, company. What used to be considered a drug dealer, exactly, and now you are a legal drug dealer. <laughs> yeah, anything basically. Uh, feel free to give us money. Exactly, we like money, and we don't like not having it. And yeah. we also like product. Like, yeah, send us all kinds of product, especially yeah. the weed. <laughs> yeah, weed, hot sauce, and like maybe we'll get a booze company one day. Yeah. So it t- also, like, I'm not sure about the legality for us. Uh, you know. If we're allowed to, to to endorse marijuana products, being that we're based in the province of Quebec, I think we're only allowed CBD. Maybe uh, that sounds like something that will be checked on by uh, someone joining us on the show today. Yes, uh, John of John Factually, famous <laughs> award-winning segment. Uh, the award was I sent him a dick pic after the first time he did it. There you go. So that was the award. It's a good uh, award. Award winning. I haven't won the award. Yet. It was it was very well done. I must say, you put a lot of effort into it, and I could feel it in the picture. That's, that's really <laughs> what I was going for. It's, it's really all about the saturation in the camera settings. So while I saturation is all natural, baby. So while I uh, <laughs> while I gained weight and uh, got somewhat better at golf during this quarantine, John has lost weight and gotten much better at golf in quarantine. I stayed the I same weight. I don't know if I say much better, not but play much golf. Were you saying? So I don't know if I say much better at golf, but uh, there was uh, an improvement. We'll say that. Okay, there you go. It's all that matters. So you're moving up, moving up in life. So for those who haven't seen clubs. the segment yet, uh, at the end of the show, John will jump back into it with us, and he's going to correct all of the wrongs that we've, uh, all of the factual errors we've had wrong during the show. He will fact check us, and then we will yell at him because we're never wrong. <laughs> um, that's pretty much the dynamic. Um, and... We have another bonus segment that we're going to introduce this oh, week. Oh, yeah, it's true. We have a fantasy draft, Hot Sauce Fantasy Draft, first ever. Uh, we got uh, 10 of our employees and colleagues and friends to join the, 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 the league. Um, it's a league that we're not playing for any money, although we should totally done it for a fundraiser, by the way. Oh, should we? Probably, <laughs> I mean, we haven't really established anything. So, we, yeah, let's do it for a fundraiser. Yeah, I wouldn't mind. Even if it's like 20 bucks each or whatever. Yeah, yeah, let's do that. But we have like, th- like the uh, what's the the guy who finishes last in the league called again? It's like oh, there's an award specific. Oh, there is. Yeah, you're right. Can it be like the punishment where they have to like chug a bottle of hot sauce or something? A bottle? Oh, fuck. I mean, Ooh. or some quantity. Yeah, 
Yeah. Yeah, like a Carolina Reaper. Where is it? Which one is it? Yeah, From Chetty's. The one closest to Mike's. Yeah, that one. This yeah. one right here. Carolina Reaper. Okay, we're going to do that. So whoever loses is going to have to down... Ha- Mm. Up until like here, no, a bit, a bit, let's, not a lot. Let's do a bit of research to find out how much is safe. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. So it actually says here you can drink the whole bottle and not die. It says it right here. I'm sure that does not. I mean, it says sauce piquante extreme, which means a lot of things. Mm. Ingredients? No, we don't need that. Caution: extreme heat. So it's true. It doesn't say extreme death. Yeah. But but they had that on the Weather Network. So is yeah, it really exactly. that big a yeah, warning? So I mean. Uh, so yeah, and, and uh, we're gonna have we have a specific way we're going to fi- we're gonna discover our draft order. You'll discover it with us, uh, but we won't talk about what it is just yet because it is a surprise. Uh, so tune in for that later. Uh, John, fuck off. Yeah, <laughs> I look forward to that. And with that, forces later. <laughs> it's later, time Johnny. for the news. the news i like how you leaned away from the mic when you did that yeah it's only taken 75 episodes for you to figure out how to yell into a microphone without blasting it only took about 75 complaints by my brother saying why does please have to scream into this fucking (laughs) microphone well so the thing is i i uh would do it sometimes but it's not like i planned it because sometimes i get so excited (laughs) to scream it yes i'm just gonna annoy terry right now oh i gotta do it now (laughs) i do like that you take your your the headset off just in case no, it's also because uh, it's a habit I do when I record at home. Mm-hmm. I can't hear myself through the mic. Ah. So I do that so I can hear myself when I speak. Because, you know, when it's muffled, yeah. it sounds weird. So I take it off. So it's just a habit I have. I hear it. It's fine. But yes, I did it for the headlines. Fuck you. <laughs> Leonard Fournette is more than fine. Yes. Uh, he's a very talented running back. And he is joining uh, Tom Brady and the rest of the kids out in Tampa Bay. He doesn't have to go too far either. Because? Same state. That's true. Same, same state. garbage state that is he's from that. Louisiana, I assume, since he went to LSU. Well, not necessarily, but he. Went I'm to assuming. LSU. I'm not saying he is. I'm saying I'm assuming he <laughs> Something is. Something for John Factual to check. Right? Johnny Factual will check that, and uh, now he gets to stay in Florida. Gets drafted in Florida, staying in Florida. Um, I think it's good, man, for the guy. I mean, I don't know why I they couldn't Atlanta's trade for him. Clo- I think Atlanta is actually closer to Jacksonville than Jacksonville is to Tampa. By the way, that's a good point. Because Jackson was very. What does Atlanta need uh, him for? No, no, I'm just saying because like I'm not saying I'm saying it's not the closest destination for him. Oh, okay, yeah, I get what you're saying. No, but still, I mean, I just think that it's it's weird that they couldn't get anything for him. Like, why wouldn't they accept a fourth round pick? Let's say that was the offer. Um, it's a puzzling situation. I know he's had run-ins with Tom Coughlin because Tom Coughlin is 786 years old. Yeah. Um and um he had some other issues off the field as well. But as far as I can remember, other than the injuries, which are not his fault, he's always been a baller on, on the field, right? Like, it, like, let's not even consider his fantasy value as, as we tend to when we talk about running backs, wide receivers, quarterbacks. Yeah. But he's been a very good NFL player since he got there. Yeah. The, the, the Jags have been immeasurably better since, his, since he was drafted. Yeah. There's, there's nothing to, to debate there. He, I mean, I, I thought when he got drafted, I would have been like, he's, he, I said he's going to be a bust. Mm-hmm. I really thought he would be a bust. I really thought that. Well, not right away. I thought that he would have like a three, four year career. And right now, he's after he just finished his, his third season. I thought, which is he, the average for an NFL well, running back, yeah, for an NFL running, but not a first round NFL yeah. running back. So I thought that he would kind of be a bust, and I still think that he's going to start um, kind of slowing down. I think that this is the perfect situation for him to not slow down mm-hmm. because he will be sharing the ball. 
he will be under a guy who's used the two running back system for years three running back system if anything mm-hmm. else he will be in a passing situation where he had 73 catches last year well I, was just I gonna think say, it's going to be a great situation it's also the first time that Tom Brady is playing with a guy who is James White and a guy who is Sony Michelle in the same body. In the right? same body, yeah. Because they've they, he always had you know, a scat back like Deion Lewis. Well, he's and bigger then, than both those guys. Well, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, Sony's Sony's a big dude. Yeah, but Leonard Fournette's like six three two. The beginning of last season, by the way, I don't know if you remember this. Uh, I remember watching one of those games in England, and they were talking about before the season, he he put on like thirty five pounds of muscle and dropped like down three he dropped down three percent body Ooh, fat Fournette? yeah and i was like how could that guy have gotten bigger because yeah, yeah, yeah my goodness the guy's so a monster does jacksonville have a problem with personalities because they got rid of ramsey now they get rid of Fournette. i mean uh bortles granted had no talent but that's another story but he's a personality though. must be on the cutting block then right i mean because like well, Minshew what, decided not to play this year right but that's exactly like what is jacksonville doing with their roster do they want like carbon cookie cutter type of players that just go out and play and don't have a life well like, what, what's the whole deal here so i'm going to give you an example in the, with the islanders and i'm sure john uh, can correct me on this if i'm wrong but the islanders have lula morello taking he took over over there and people are saying the Islanders are boring and all this stuff. And Lou Lamorello, his success in 95 and the early 2000s was with the Devils, who were by far the most boring fucking ha- hockey championship team I've ever seen in my life. And the Islanders are doing that right now, but they're winning. It's, there's success. Tom Coughlin had the most cookie-cutter Giants football team I've ever seen when they won those two Super Bowls. Mm-hmm. He had Michael Strahan, who's the... Who he almost ran out of town, by the way. Exactly, yeah. He and almost ran Michael Strahan out of that team. Because he was too colorful? I don't know. But the guy is legit the cleanest guy I've ever seen. He's all over TV now. He's making more money post-career than he was pre- uh, during his career. I don't even then have had, a daughter, but I want my daughter to marry Then you Michael have Victor Strahan. Cruz, who... like. Other than injuries, the guy was one of the best receivers in the league at the time. Mario Manningham as well. Very, yeah, Mario Manning. Very cl- well, I don't know about Mario Manningham's his character, but very clean. Eli Manning, I mean, the guy looks like he just walked out of a freaking uh, a Walmart going to play golf. Like, the guy doesn't look like an athlete, but, you know, he got it done to a certain extent. I think that Tom Coffin builds uh, teams around guys that he that he, he, he likes and he's able to, um, to kind of um, – see himself not hanging out with, but have a rapport with. And if he doesn't see that with you, then he kind of gets rid of you. And I think that's what he saw with Jalen Ramsey and Leonard Fournette. But so to not get anything for him, even a seventh round pick, there's still an asset there. Like the guy is a first round fucking pick two years ago. He's number one in fantasy. He had 73 catches over a thousand yards last year. Like go fuck yourself. How do you not get anything for the guy? You know what? It might be the whole COVID situation that teams have so much talent this year and they don't have a real opportunity to like put them out and see what the actual production is. And also testing like uh, bring them in to medical facilities. Yeah, exactly. Like like the ability for a team to just cut and sign a guy or move guys around and everything. Maybe it makes it more complicated that nobody's willing to take someone onto their roster because they're like, we already have enough RBs or we already have enough whatever it is. I get that. Because we see it happening. Patriots it's cut uh, Mohamed Sanu today. Uh, Dallas cut uh, Haha Clinton Dix today yeah. and everything. Like there's, there's guys who I get it have... if you're talking about those types of players, though. You're right. You're 100. But right. this is this is this is Leonard Marquee running back. This is this is guy Maybe drafted everyone to be has your a franchise. read on him that he's just not going to be productive this year. And that was probably the same read that I had, even though I'm far from an expert. Probably the same read that I had coming out of college that he's not going to have a long career. But you can't. You, all you know, but he's still in the rookie deal. I know, but all you know, the, the move makes no sense. Yeah, yeah no all sense. you know is what he did last year, and what he did last year was is, phenomenal. Is is a number one running back type of deal? 
Yeah. And Jacksonville, they're just, I don't know if, like, at least get an asset. If you're going to be rebuilding and blowing up the ship, at least get an asset for it. Also, and Gardner Minshew is playing. Oh, I thought he opted out. I think he was just on the COVID list. Oh, that's what it was. Yes, you're right. My mistake. So then. Let John correct me. Go fuck yourself. I'm Don't sorry. So is there something <laughs> where maybe his agent is asking crazy money, like Zeke money type of thing, and therefore Jackson was like, we're not even going to play ball, get out? No, but I think that agents are good at releasing the fact that he would be holding out if that was the case. Because he, he still has the right to hold out. Of course, yeah. yeah. So I think agents are good at that. They'll, they'll release it to Adam Schefter. Adam Schefter would have come out with he, he wanted more money, 100%. So I don't think it was that. And I, I don't know. I just think it's very weird. Tom Coffin's like, listen, we just don't want the headache anymore. Whatever the situation is, let's get rid of him. Doug Maroney's like, we tried to trade him. You didn't try to trade him. If you tried to trade him, you would have got at least a fucking roll of tape. At least a roll of medical tape. Yeah. That's all you would have got. Or it doesn't was, make sense. What was Woody Harrelson traded for in semi-pro? Uh, washing, washing machine. machine. Yeah. Fuck, really needed that washing machine. Washing machine. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair. Um, yeah, and look, I think I think it's a, the right kind of skill set to fit in in, in uh, Tampa Bay. I don't think... And it, don't ever compare Tom Coughlin to Jackie Moon ever again. I didn't. I was comparing uh, Leonard Fournette to washing machine. <laughs> <laughs> um... Because well, a washing machine is tough to bring down, Terry. No, that's a good Close point. Yeah, it's also tough to, to to bring up into your department. You're three and a half. Yeah. Um, look, the guy the guy's talented. I don't. I've always said we don't necessarily understand enough about team systems and so on to really yeah. understand the impact of of a specific player. We tend to notice skill position players more than offensive linemen, for mm-hmm. example. Even though offensive linemen generally have a greater impact on wins and losses. Uh, but still, look, it doesn't hurt your team to have more talent and, and more depth, especially given this is, quote-unquote, the COVID season, right? Yeah. Um, the, the NBA playoffs is amidst their COVID season. And you're a big Giannis fan, right? I mean, yeah. He's, uh, he's I've part of, of your lineage. I've kind, yeah, my, yeah, he's part of my lineage. I've kind of uh, switched over to being uh, a quasi Bucks fan. Quasi Bucks fan. Yeah, when he got drafted there. So, uh, look, he's, there's no there's no doubt that he is a tremendous talent. I think he needs to establish a bit of an outside shot in order to truly be effective. Yeah. Uh, and the reason why is being exposed by the Miami Heat. Eric Spolstra should win Coach of the Year every year. Eric Spolstra, when he was in Miami, people hated on him so much for like, oh no, you had the, the top three players. Whatever, you go ahead and manage those guys. You manage those guys. One and two. Eric Spolstra was known to be the best film guy in the league. He started as a film guy. He started as a film guy. He's also one of the best defensive minds in the league. Mm-hmm. So Eric Spolstra, yes, deserves big kudos for shutting down Giannis for two games right now. Do I think the Bucks are going to come back and at least tie it up? I do, uh, but I think there's going to be a seven coming back game to series. win a series. They have to win five, four, four to five games. That, that's four to, it'll probably be a seven game series. Well, it has to be a seven game series because I don't, th- I don't think Miami's going to lose four in a row. They're so playing really the thing good is, right now. What they're doing is they're just bombing from deep. I also and hate that Will Power is right so far. <laughs> I know, right? Because he is a fanboy, but he's the biggest fanboy. But boy. The, the team's actually really well built. It, it's it's built to Will shoot Power threes. Will Power is a blogger for Hot Sauce Sports. If anybody, he's he's built to shoot threes. And he's b- and they're and, and they're built to defend. Yeah, and specifically defend big, tall, long teams like Milwaukee is. And when they added Crowder, it allows allows them to do a lot of switching, where they can switch from Jimmy Butler to Crowder to Bam Adebayo. All three guys, r- tremendous athletes. Yeah. Um, and I remember when that trade happened, they got a lot of criticism, but I, I liked it defensively because it was it was a trade specifically for the series. J- Crowder's going to get more time in this series than he will the rest of the playoffs. Yeah. 
because I mean, of his value defensively. Because it's it's more of those. I'm trying to remember what the example was. Oh, it was uh, Lance Stevenson against uh, against LeBron James. Yeah. There's he. I don't know how many minutes he ate, but there was no reason why he should have been on the court that much. But he had manned up LeBron James so well that series. He licked him in the ear. I remember. That's who he kept, and he blew in his ear. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. He was playing. He was on there because he was getting in LeBron's head, and I think it, like it's that type of thing where you need to get a guy just to ISO him. You know. Yeah. Um. The game ended kind of strange. Yeah. Um. There was a the Heat were up by three. And the following play happened, and let's take a quick look, and we'll react to it shortly thereafter. Even in the position to make him do it, but to me, he was established. Yeah, I just want the doors to Mark Davis. I have, I know nothing about basketball, and I, and I actually don't know when fouls are fouls. And I know that that's not a foul. So I'll explain it. Goran Dragic is <laughs> Goran Dragic makes a tremendous defensive play. Yeah. Just reading where Milton's going to go. Yeah. Gets there first. Stands straight and puts his arms up. Doesn't leave the ground. Milton jumps into him. What is it? A, was it a makeup call? Uh, Well, no. We'll get to the makeup call. Oh, okay. There's, there's a makeup but call so, for that. So okay. the Heat are winning by three. That foul is called on Dragic for, uh, on a three-point shot. So Milton gets three three shots. Sinks all three because Milton's a great shooter. Yeah. All this after Jimmy Butler misses one of two foul shots because this game could have been over already. But whatever. They're kept in the game. And then the ball gets kicked out to Jimmy Butler. At Time's the game on the clock time. when the foul occurred here. Is it Giannis? That's the foul. Where, where's the foul there? The Bucks use their challenge already. He actually like, okay, I don't want to foul get Giannis for the Let foul. Let me move Let's my see hand the out of the way. Does he... Because he touches his back. The body of it's the, the shooter, match. Jimmy Butler. Yeah. Let's see if he gets it away. Just make sure that he gets it away at a time. It, it appeared that he did. And, yep, it's definitely out of his hand. And there's uh, listen, the contact. I, I'm okay. not going to. I, I, I just love the audio right here. Where, where's the foul there? She's like, where's the back? <laughs> but listen in the back, just quick. The buck. That's terrible. <laughs> so. The thing is, is that I I see why the ref would have called that as a foul because you, you look the guy falls and has his hand on his back, so maybe. But in the playoffs, you don't. Call but if he didn't stuff. make the if he didn't make the call in Middleton, he's not making that call. In that, exactly. Like yeah. the game ended as it should, right? Like yeah. Like you know, Milwaukee got a terrible goal call yeah. go their way. Fine. Then Miami gets a terrible call go their way. But if neither call happens, Milton likely doesn't make that shot. How do you How do you feel about makeup calls? I think the whole process, just call the thing you see. Yeah, just, exactly, right? And like, call the thing you see, and the one thing I will say is, if you're the kind of ref who lets things go in late in playoff games, that's fine too. If you call things late in playoff games, that's fine too. This is, this is how I feel about makeup calls. I like them when it benefits my team, when the calls me. I like when it benefits my bets. That's the thing. That's, that's even better. I actually had a nice barley bet the other day. I had put 45 bucks random on uh, Flyers and Vancouver winning. Flyers ended up going to overtime against Islanders. They almost blew a 3-1 lead with four minutes left. I won my bet, so I'm happy. Well, 3 one's the new 2-0. It's the worst lead in hockey. And I made a bet tonight. I forgot what it is, but I made a bet tonight. <laughs> I love how that it's that degenerate. I yeah, don't know yeah. what my bet is, <laughs> but there's money involved. I picked a hockey game and a ba- basketball game. I just don't remember which ones. Um, there was... Uh, Raptors? I don't think I chose the Raptors. I don't think I... I wouldn't bet on the Raptors. Um, so there was also the, 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 the other game was also great. The game between the Rockets and um, I watched the fourth quarter of this game. Third, I watched the first and I'm like, why am I watching the first three quarters of this game? Switched it, <laughs> then watched the fourth quarter. After. It was great. Um, what's interesting is this game is being played and it's still the first round while the second round has already started and two games have already been played 
in the Bucks and Heat series. Okay. But that game happened. Channing Fry actually had some because uh, the game ended, uh, and again it was a close game. And Channing Fry had this to say about uh, the the team play at the end of the game. Oh, that was Channing Fry. Yeah. Okay. I was like, who the hell is this guy? But he was he made a good point. Eagle, at the audience. Yeah, guys, let me give you a clear view. Number one. <laughs> no. It's actually very First off, you have to redo it, which yeah. is hilarious. Move him this way. Move him this way. Put the fucking seven-footer right here. <laughs> what is PJ doing? Who ran this play? <laughs> Who fucking ran this play? Look at this play. So Look! Steven Adams just died to the red. He's wild. Stop! Yeah, Mark Jackson said so! God, God. Yeah, I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> Mark Jackson said so! Mm-hmm. I love this shit. I love when... I love when... That's what the beauty of social media. Now, we get to see athletes post-career or post... Whatever. Not post-career. Even post, when the season during, if you remember Darrell Rivas just talking trash yeah, exactly. one, one season. <laughs> exactly. You get to see all this stuff live and it's like, oh, you get, a, you get a taste of how they actually feel, you know? Or back in the day, nothing. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I love it. I love it. I love reactions like that. Honest reactions. No, absolutely. Organic. <laughs> organic, yes. As are, I don't know if these products are organic or not. But since that title doesn't mean anything, they're absolutely organic. Yes, they are organic. No pesticides was used on the bottle. Uh, I don't think there's any pesticides here. Uh, oh, yeah. It actually says it. No MSG added. That's not the same thing. Yeah, okay. But it says something about it, though. So That's true. It does say something about another thing. Yeah, another thing says stuff, you know? And one thing, one thing we learned on social media during uh, this pandemic is all science is the same and all science is not real. So. No, there you go. Therefore, everything's organic. Um, yeah, it, it, it was a weird, weird uh, defense, defensive strategy or I just breakdown. I don't know if it was planned that way. Uh, Adams was completely out of position and it blew the game. So that's I uh, so we, we I think we I think we we, we would be uh, remiss if that's the word to say if we didn't mention a Montrealer had a great game in that game. Lugin start. Yeah. Um, uh, so I remember Stan Van Gundy talking about drafting in, in the NBA, and there's two rounds in the NBA draft. Uh, so you, you don't you don't there's not like a great influx of players every season, right? Yeah. Uh, you also have undrafted players, development yeah. league, all that. But let's just focus on two rounds. He says you tr- there's three kinds of players, and you want to get. Um, you're gonna get two of the three. Mm-hmm. So you want to obviously get a star if you can. Okay. A guy who's gonna come in and change your franchise, okay. like LeBron, like Zion Williamson, so on and so forth. Okay. Stan Van Gundy said this. Uh, Stan Van Gundy. Or Mike Van Gundy. Big one. The short, fat one. The coach Not of the Nick. Knicks. Stan, coach of the Knicks. Mike is uh, Mike Gundy is the coach. Uh, Mike Gu- coach. No, no. There's Stan Van Gundy, and he's yeah. a brother. Yes, it's Stan said this. Okay. Not Nick Van Gundy. So Stan Not the Van Knicks Gu- coach, the ex Heat coach. Okay, I know exactly what you're talking about right yeah. now. Yeah, he looked a bit like Ron Jeremy. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> pre the findings of this Didn't past he, week. Did he coach the Magic too at one point? I he think? coached the Magic as okay, well. He, he was wearing a weird Magic style pinstripe suit. And yes, it was yes. was not yes. flattering to his body <laughs> <No>. at all. <laughs> um, you would think that stripes would make somebody chunky seem, seem thinner. Not thinner. him, though. But not him. Not him. But you know what? Believe it or not, he was actually a very good college point guard. Well, I mean, how, he prob- we think he's short, but he's probably like six feet, right? Yeah, he's, he's like 6'4", <laughs> probably. <laughs> But so Stan, uh, Stan said, you want to get ideally a star, yeah, or you want to get someone who's not a star but can contribute in the NBA for seven, ten, thirteen years. Okay, um, a guy like Robert Horry is a great example. Yes. Was never a star, but big shot Bob. He became a star 
uh, and his only won his last championship because everybody was talking about how many championships he had won already. But he himself will, will say, and he's we talked like about on the show, he, he he would say that he wasn't a star. Yeah, yeah. He was a quality player. Yeah. Who lasted a long time. Good Kevin Love is that kind of player, yeah. for example. Guys, guys are going to have full careers, maybe make an all-star game or two, not be legitimate all-star players. Not, not, not legitimate uh, you know, franchise-changing players. None of them would ever be like Jason Williams' white chocolate. Nobody. That guy was stud. Star beyond belief. But you don't want the third type. The third type is a player who probably doesn't make it to their rookie contract, doesn't live up to the value, so on and so forth. Lucian Stort is a guy I thought would, could be at his best that second tier player that t- that guy who's going to contribute especially defensively can c- contribute a lot he had that big chase down block late in the yeah. game uh but i always said because of his defense he's going to hang around i don't think he has the offensive skill to really really be uh, like a stud superstar he did put up 30 points the most ever points by a rookie in game seven is the most random stat ever yeah. it's still impressive only him kobe and lebron have done it so that's 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 pretty yeah. rare fighter. I think it's just he was in a good situation to do it. Actually, I don't. I wouldn't put him in the same like the same character, the same group of players. I'm checking, as LeBron and Kobe. I'm checking now because on my way here, you don't have to. We have someone doing that during the show. No, on my way here, I me- I messaged him on Instagram to see if he would come on the show. Lucian Zort. Yeah, so far. No hopefully, hopefully, someone yeah. whoever manages his, his <laughs> social media puts him through. That would be I'd awesome. Love to. Um. Yeah, he's but yeah, thirty points for the kid. I mean, good for him. I mean, I think it's going to help him a lot. I think I think things like this are good to help guys. Like, because careers in basketball are very short, right? I mean, a lot of them. Like, he can end up going to play in Europe, play in China, wherever. He can play and make money in basketball. But when you want to play in the NBA, a lot of these guys is that they'll they'll end up uh, kind of fizzling out, and it doesn't work out for them. But when you have a performance like this, it kind of extends your career if you were on that path for a long time. So I think that people look at him now, they're like, okay, this guy's fucking good. He might not have been, he might not have been on our radar to be on our team for, like you said, seven, 10 years, but now we're looking at him as like, maybe he's trade bait and maybe he'll go to a team where he can flourish a lot more. If I'm not mistaken, Lucien Zort's from Montreal North. Yes. We're not far from here. Yeah. So I'm trying to think, and this is like, this specific question specifically to the Montrealers in our, off- in our, in our audience. Do you think he's like, you know, shoot some hoops. Is it? There's that court right near Calixa Lavalle. Does he oh, grab? Yeah. Does he go to that two for one pizza place oh. when he's done? Does he go to Vincent Soumarin's not far? Or is he Chez like Chez Matant's not far? Oh, Chez Matant. I think it's a little far. Though. I don't know if he's a Chez Matant kind of guy. Where, where do you think he goes to eat in Montreal? Like Montreal North from that area? area. Uh, it's like Montreal North. I'm I mean, not, I'm not too familiar with Montreal. Is it Montreal worth to drive to Dickens? On P9. Yeah, maybe he went out to Dickens. Yeah, you know, Dickens might be, but Dickens have weird hours. I don't know. Chez Matante is late. I still think it's that terrible two for one, 99 cent pizza, yeah, yeah, I think pizza I'm slice gonna, place. I'm going to agree with right you. Right next one. to the court. I've, I remember eating there much of, <laughs> much of my younger years. It's still around. It's obviously there to launder money. Yeah. Because there's no other reason that place to still be open. Uh, the pizza's terrible, but it's very convenient. It's yeah, right it's there. True. It's Good right point. there. Um, yeah, so best of luck to him uh, moving forward. Chris Paul had some comments uh, on the refereeing of this game. Let's take a look. Of course he did. Report, go ahead. Hey, Chris, there was a lot happening with the officiating tonight. There was a delay of game call. Why do you feel like you got that call? Delay of game? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's crazy. This has been going on in the bubble. Like, the replays. They show the replays sometimes so that, obviously, it's an advantage if you get to see the replay and then you challenge. So, like myself and I, I dropped down to tie my shoe up to hopefully see if we see the replay. Scott Foster walked over to me and told me 
Chris, you ain't got to do that. I got him sweeping up the floor. Okay, cool. So I start tying my shoe back up, and he still called the leg game. That shit don't make no sense. Okay, so what does a delay of game give you? Give you uh, the team? Change of possession. Change of possession, okay. I don't know. <clears throat> Basketball, especially in a tight game like this, I think. Crazy. He just. I it, it might have changed the game, but reality we is, is that I think won the game, they had the ball to that situation. At the Lee knows. Yeah. They're going to find me. I said his name. Yeah, we already <laughs> know the history. It's all bad. I like Chris Paul. I like him a lot. I think mm-hmm. he's one of the most honest guys in the league. I think that he didn't really say anything bad here. He held back. He, he held back a little back. bit. He, but I think he's just frustrated, and he's like, it's not going to change anything, so there's no reason for me to go nuts. If it was a game six going into a game seven, let's say, I think he would have said something just to kind of change uh, with the way the officiating would go. Yeah. Um, I, don't, I don't think that he's, any, he's wrong for saying what he said. If he gets fined, it's only because he mentioned the ref's name, like he said. Is but the thing is, is that if he, I feel like he knows that he, they're not supposed to wait for the replay to show. Mm-hmm. So by doing that, by tying your shoes, thinking that you're going to wait for the replay, you're kind of you know you're knowingly doing something illegal. I know it just seems like one of those like ticky tacky sort of. It's a weird call to make. If the guy's just tying his shoe, it's really not the end of the world. So I don't know what the ref was trying to get at it there. I mean. It happens. Refs sort of try and set the tone. Like like you said, the ref's not dumb. He knows what Chris Paul's trying to do. And instead of uh, of allowing him to do so, he basically interferes with that plan and, and calls a penalty. I don't think it's a huge deal. Um, I, I don't think either team is getting beyond the Lakers anyway. Yeah. So, especially now that we're going to see... A team full of guys who are six foot six in the Rockets playing against no one who's shorter than six eight on and that could uh, shoot on, on the Lakers, yeah, and that could shoot. That's gonna be so the Rockets, the Rockets that like to play on the outside, they're gonna have to play on the outside. They can be guys. guarded on the outside. They, first they can of be all. guarded on the outside. The guys that are much bigger than them are gonna take away those angles. But I will say this: is I've always been a hater towards James Harden saying that he doesn't he doesn't play outside. The, he doesn't play uh, inside the key. He only plays on the outside of the three. This game, this series, I saw him a lot, and I think it's the series I watched the most. Is I saw him going into the key a lot, and uh, I think that that's the reason why they changed up their game plan. The game's also changed with Westbrook coming to town. He's exactly the, yeah. the team styles changed, but he was only there for two games. Westbrook, where I saw it throughout the entire. I know, but playoffs. I'm saying during yeah. the season, uh, Mike Mike D'Antoni uh, is coach. a smarter coach, coach as there is in the NBA. Yeah. He knows how to best use these players, and the thing is with. With regards to, to James Harden, I know it's not a pretty style of yeah. basketball. There's not a, there's not many guys. But, but who that, are it's actually James Harden it actually is pretty. I, it's I actually mean, nice to watch a guy. I mean, just I, like dribble in front of somebody and shoot, and it's going to go in. It's very it's very appealing. It's very easy in the eyes. But what people like to see is the, is the competition, the grit, the fighting, the in and out, bang, bang, bang. But we don't see that with the Rockets. But, That's why they don't get a lot of views. But so like I'm thinking of what what's a bigger flop fest? So the the old age the old age home where they ran out of Viagra, or uh, James Harden against LeBron. Oh, he's gonna flop all day, man. Yeah. Just the two of them. They're gonna be all over the court complaining. Flop all day. What is that? Oh, that's like a it's flop. Don't flop. It's a it's a battle rap scene in London, London, England. Don't flop. <laughs> nice, nice, <laughs> nice. Um, I'm looking forward to it. I I think it's the same kind of series that they just had against. Yeah. Uh, 
against the the, 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 the Trailblazers. The Rockets are going to be the kind of team people want to win because they can shoot. They're going to put up points. They're going to be like, oh, we'll see they push the Lakers, but they won't really. The Lakers will control the bulk of the series, even yeah. if they drop a game or two. Uh, the Brooklyn Nets made the news, which is surprising because they haven't <laughs> been uh, relevant really at all during the bubble season. But they hired a new coach, and that mm-hmm. new coach is Canadian Steve Nash. Hall of Famer. Hall of Famer. Two-time MVP. And now... He had, he had an MVP robbed of him, too, by the way. He had an MVP absolutely robbed of him. I don't who? remember who won. But well, it was Johnny Factually, but I would like to I know the answer I want to see his now. first season with the Suns. I'd like to know the answer now. But out of he all the qualifications that he has, besides being Hall of Famer, MVP, blah, 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 the most important aspect, apparently, is that he's white. Yeah, correct. According <laughs> according to Stephen A. Smith, who uh, well, well, let's, well let's watch the clip. Oh, okay, yeah, and then clip. and then okay. we'll we'll react to it. Let's let Stephen A. Speak I got, his own I got an answer from my boy respected Steve. and loved by a whole bunch of people in the NBA, black, white, and beyond. Congratulations to him. He deserves it. I get it, but this ain't about him. What I'm about to say, ladies and gentlemen, there's no way around this. This is white privilege. This does not happen for a black man. No experience whatsoever on any level as a coach. And you get the Brooklyn Nets job. I know that Kyrie and KD have both signed off on this. I know they both support this move. But I'm thinking about a champion that is Ty Lue passed up. I'm thinking about a guy who built the foundation for the Golden State Warriors in Mark Jackson passed up. I'm thinking about the years that Sam Cassell has served as an assistant, first in the nation's capital in D.C., and now with the Los Angeles Clippers, passed up. And it's for a guy, my God, one of the best guys you could possibly meet in your life and may do a fantastic job, but a guy that has no experience whatsoever. In these times where we're making all of this noise about social justice. I got news for y'all, Molly and Max. I have said this to people on numerous occasions right here on this show. Yes, that was the tipping point. George Floyd's killing, his murder, you know, violence against black men who are unarmed. All of that stuff is true. But the frustration, the protest, and all of these things that you've seen in the streets throughout America emanating from the black community and disenfranchised communities is that proverbial glass ceiling and the fact that it breeds a level of frustration that we can't even put in the words sometimes. You just want to scream, want to scream to the high heavens. How the hell does this always happen for somebody else other than us? Why is it that we have to be twice as good to get half as much? Why is it that no matter what we do and how hard we work and how we go through the process and the terrain of everything, somehow, some way, there's another excuse to ignore that criteria, to ignore mm. those credentials, and instead bypass it and make an exception to the rule for someone other than us? Okay. So I'll I, let you I go and yeah, I, I, I don't really disagree with a lot that he said. I do think that yeah, there was there's there's um in the NBA a lot more than the NFL. I'd say there's a lot less black co- black coaches in. Uh, well, the NFL too is pretty weak when it comes to. Uh, so I'm saying the NBA is better than the yeah. NBA than the NFL for obvious reasons. You know what I mean? And I don't think that Steve Nash wasn't qualified. I mean, and he named a few names there. Sam Cassell, I think, deserves to be a head coach. So I was gonna say, yeah. the, 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 I think Sam Cassell is the, the one two? where you're looking at it's like, and you're saying. 
uh, yeah, I think that he should have been interviewed or whatever considered. I don't know, but he named Derek Fisher, who didn't he get didn't become a coach like immediately after he retired. I don't think he, he became an assistant, but an assistant, he, he okay. Uh, Ty Lue, almost the same thing. Mark Jackson, no, but same again, thing. The, so, but like the thing is, um, he's done no actual coaching. That's the thing is like it's Steve weird Nash. to me, but basketball is very different when it so comes I don't, to So I don't actually think Steve Nash will be a great coach. I don't think so either. Because he, he's very short-tempered. Oh, he's, he is? Yes. He oh, he's okay. reputed to be short-tempered. He's, he's, he's dealing with uh, a crazy person in Kyrie Irving. Um, <laughs> he worked as a consultant with the uh, Warriors, and that's how he became he, – he was on good terms with KD. Okay. But KD's only half the equation there. You have another star there uh, that you're going to have to deal with. And that's Kyrie Irving. I don't. I don't think Steve Nash is going to be a good coach, but I do think that he fits in well because he's always. He, I feel like he's played in that system his entire career. Like so, I, I said in yeah. our group chat. The 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 other thing to to think about it, Sam Cassell's the, the one name to me. Yeah. It's ridiculous he hasn't got a head coaching job yet. Yeah, that's a little he's weird reputed too. to be a very good uh, uh, assistant coach. Uh, Ty Lue's another name where it's like, okay, the guy's got championship pedigree, but he's not a guy who gets along with everyone. So there's that. Mark Jackson is a terrible example. <laughs> he built a dynasty, was fired from that dynasty. They became that dynasty only after he left yeah, because well, he, built he the couldn't realize he couldn't realize that the guy who needed to be on the court was Steph Curry. Yeah, how do you not realize that he's your best player? So Mark Jackson's not getting another chance anytime soon. Uh, another name that, that came to me that uh, was a guy who's been in the system for a long time. And he hasn't got his head coaching job yet. Uh, and I believe he's back in Georgetown now. Is uh, Patrick Ewing? Okay. Yeah. Uh, Patrick Ewing is a guy who. Yeah, he is. He is a. Good so the point that he's making is, <clears throat> R.I.P. to the um, his coach in college. Well, I forgot his name. I forgot his Thompson? name. Thompson. John Thompson. John Factually will let you know. Um, the Steve Nash did absolutely cut the line here, and what what uh, Stephen A. Smith is saying is that you, you can't set the criteria one way. Uh, because some coaches are black, and, and and then the white coach doesn't get that opportunity. John doesn't doesn't have the same uh, restrictions, right? So mm-hmm. that's not wrong. I will say, a similar criticism was made about Magic Johnson uh, by Dan Lebetard to be when owner. he was hired as the, uh, no as the uh, the president. GM or uh, president of the, uh, of the of the Lakers. Yeah, um, and he got ripped. By Stephen A. Smith. It was one of the rare cases of ESPN on ESPN violence that I can well, remember. What's, what's wrong with a former player becoming a GM or a president? Well, the thing was is that Magic Johnson wasn't any good any time. When he coached, he was awful. Yeah. He he uh, he didn't have a track record. He had no reason to be hired for that job other than being Magic Johnson. But the NBA likes to do what they do is they like to hire guys uh, to, to make it seem like we're in the right direction. Guys with names. Yeah. And not necessarily the guys with, that are the most... Uh, qualified, so I don't think in the NBA out of all leagues is the most equal opportunistic than anything else. I mean, I don't know about ownership and stuff. I think there's only three black owners in the NBA. When you talk about a league that's eighty, I don't know when it comes to minority leagues and stuff. I don't know. I, I believe um, it's and uh, that's where Johnny Factually comes in. And uh, but Eagle, you want to say something before I cut? Yeah, I was gonna say like obviously Nash played for the Suns. He played a little bit with the the Mavericks. He went back to the Suns, and then he yeah. played with the Lakers before Lakers, helping yeah. out with the Warriors and the consulting job. He worked under a lot of different coaches on yeah. those different teams. I, we always hear stories of some players that just go out and play, and others that actually understand the game at a more fundamental level. We don't know the inside workings. Maybe yeah. he is responsible for a lot of the success he had with those teams um, oh, that he then brought with him when he did the consulting job in Golden State and built a reputation of being. Yes, is he the guy to handle prima donna stars like Kyrie? That's, and but KD? that's a, that's an but also, different thing, right? But like, Eagle, his best his best years were under the coach Mike D'Antoni. 
who yeah. we just talked about as being one of the greatest minds in basketball, right? So I was gonna say I was gonna ask you who who were his coaches and Mike D'Antoni being his coach, winning him those two MVPs. I mean, not, yeah. I mean, obviously we can't take. Away yeah, he had day. to do it, but yeah, and. and Especially the style of play, it was it was the they were they reinvented sort of the pick and roll. They they made the yeah. they brought the pick and roll to modern basketball in terms of the way that um, it's super technical. I won't get into yeah. it. Um, but they they create a play that to this day is almost indefensible in basketball, okay. and it's the basis of which the Warriors. Steve Kerr was the GM of that team, by the way. Yeah, uh, it's the basis of which the Warriors' entire offensive system is based. Okay, okay. Um, but Steve Nash had to be the the brains of the guy on the court who operated that. Okay. Who, who, who was able to do that. So, so he's not he that he, it's he's not that he's not qualified. Were there guys that might be more qualified? Maybe Steve Nash. It's just like, I mean, I'm going to, it's a very, I'm dumbing it down to its very, to brass tacks here. It's when I'm selecting a guy in fantasy football, it might be that Leonard Fredette might be the better option, but I might want to draft a Ronald Jones, let's say, just to use the scenario. A Ronald Jones, because I like him. I like what he brings or, or something that he's going to do in week five or whatever it is. It might be something else, an intangible that you don't know about that they yeah. wanted to hire Steve Nash. I don't think that it's bad. But I think, the problem is, I'll, and then we'll end it, uh, I'll say it, and then you guys can go we'll end it, is the problem is with this is that as soon as Stephen A. Smith mentions this, then it's automatically white privilege and it's, and it's, they well, didn't, the they didn't, is, they didn't interview Stephen any point, black coach. But to Stephen A.'s point, it never happens for a black coach. And I, like I said at the beginning, I, I agree with most of the, the things that's, he That's, that's, I, is it, I why, why I think, not us? So what happens right. is that, um, um, some people will see the video and say, well, yeah, see, the NBA is racist. And then other people see the video and say, well, see, uh, everyone's going to think that I'm racist. And that's not the case. That's not what he's saying. What he's actually saying is, is that Steve Nash sort of, quote unquote, cut the line based on what we've seen forever in basketball. And that opportunity is not present for black coaches. And that... Okay. Can't be disputed. So I was, I'm right about, about Derek Fisher. Derek Fisher played in the NBA from 1986-2014. In 2014, he became the coach of the Knicks. He wasn't the head coach, though. But still, no, it says as coach. It doesn't say as head coach. He was but either coach. way, as of... And then no, 2019... It's, it's common, but it's commentary for, for players to go from player to assistant coach. And they're being groomed for yeah, assistant like coach. Yeah, like Ty Lue, like exactly. Zach Cassell, but like but a lot of but guys. But Steve Nash never was an assistant coach, is the issue. Yeah, it's true. I mean, it, it, nobody's in that meeting room. Nobody knows exactly what's going on. Eagle, it's time. Uh, before we get into that, I need to know if you want anything from Bell Pros. Uh, my wife is asking? Yes. No, I'm, <laughs> I'm on my diet this evening. I'm good. Thanks. You sure? Yeah. All right. <laughs> it is now time for rapid fire, and I don't have the thing ready because I was texting your wife. That <laughs> Thank you. sound came off weird, but that's okay. It's okay. You manage my whole life, dude. There we go. It's okay. My We're going to start off with uh, Young Ovi. Alex Ovechkin posted a video of his two-year-old, and it seems like he's already better at hockey than any of us have ever been in our entire lives. I speak for yourself, little guy. I just learned how to do that last week, by the way. <laughs> bravo. Bravo. Еще раз давай. You know what's crazy about this is that this kid is going to be living and raising, li born and raised in Washington, and he's going to just be fully Russian. Like bravo, well, bravo. What you're saying is, what you're saying is that he'll be a special advisor to President Trump. Exactly. I mean, I don't believe in that, really. I don't think that there was any collusion there. But now there will be because... But yeah, he's going to be a secret spy. There we go. obvious. Um, Very obvious. <laughs> I like it because I think he can help the Habs already. Uh, <laughs> we have... We have you know, Brendan Gallagher is our resident short dude. 
Let's just go I all think the way. The entire in. team is our resident short. Dude. <laughs> well, if let's I go can. all the way in. Let's just record, it, re- get him as small as possible, because you can't hit a two-year-old. Domi, Gallagher, all of them. Uh, Rock the virus. Um, Dwayne the Rock Johnson uh, has figured out what the smell is. Actually, he hasn't because he lost his sense of smell. As his entire family mm. assessed positive for COVID nineteen, he posted this video essentially, kind of saying it. As well as my two baby girls and myself, we have all tested positive for COVID-19. And I could tell you that this has been one of the most challenging and difficult things we have ever had to endure as a family. And um, and for me personally too as well. And, and, and I've gone through some doozies in the past. I've gotten knocked about, got my ass kicked a little bit in the past with some challenges, but, but testing positive for COVID-19 um, is much different than overcoming nasty injuries or, or, or or being evicted, or even being broke, which I have been uh, more than a few times. Um, and the reason why I feel like this is different is, is because my number one priority is to always protect my family and protect my children, my loved ones. By the way, I know I speak for all of you guys. It is our number one priority. All of you guys around the world, you always want to protect your family and your babies. Um, so, and I wish it was only me who tested positive. Um, but he it wasn't it back, it was my entire family, so this one was a real kick in the gut. Yeah, because he knows that he got his fucking family <laughs> sick. So that fucker, you're not perfect, Rock. Clear. I mean, he kind of is right now. I, but like, no, it's all like you're it, imperfect, is what you right are. Right now, if the Rock can get <laughs> sick, those of you still thinking COVID's not a real thing, the Rock got sick. The, 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 COVID's the, the a real epitome thing. of human health, COVID and physicality. Like COVID you didn't introduce. Like alien life to humans, you pick the rock, right? COVID is a real thing. It's just that it's, is it as, I'm kind of in that, I'm, I'm kind of leaning towards right now lately. I've been like, is it like that bad? I know it's bad. Like the numbers, I don't, I don't not believe the deaths, obviously, but I'm trying to, I'm starting to think like, I think it's a little exaggerated the way we're doing it. I mean, it depends. Florida, they haven't done anything. So that's what I'm saying. Maybe, maybe having 50,000 people at Dolphin Stadium, maybe which is more we than j- usual. Maybe we just needed to let it go and kill the week. Wow. Mm. <laughs> uh, it's a Bill Burr bit. Kill the herd. Yeah. Stock crashing. Uh, Boston Red Sox pitcher Robert Stock currently has an ERA of over seven, oh, which nice. is terrible. Awesome. Uh, and his wife is very good at Twitter, apparently. So someone tweeted uh, a generic statement saying, I implore you all to put on the Red Sox game. They have this dude, Robert Stock, pitching, and he looks like he's twice divorced and completely given up on life. I can't <laughs> stop watching him. It's transfixing. To which she quoted it and replied, zero times divorced, but if he keeps walking the lead off batter i'll consider filing papers <laughs> <laughs> it's just like the 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 backup goalie for the the hurricanes the guy that came in the e-bug mm-hmm. uh was it see we're already forgetting his name david ayers, oh, david his, ayers that's it, yeah. his wife uh on twitter she was she ended up getting like fifty thousand followers because she was so funny <laughs> that night it's awesome honestly like i saw that and and i i, I, I kind of chuckled and then it made me think what if he walks like Batters the next game. Maybe he's not this into the marriage. Yeah, maybe he's yeah, not yeah. into it. Maybe he's so. just like, hey, oh, she's giving me the out. Let me take Let it. Let me take it. Let me literally. What do you want? Four balls? No problem. <laughs> Intentional walk. Imagine, what you gonna do now? Imagine he tries to walk and he strikes them out. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, maybe I'm not that good at baseball. I'm not that good at baseball. Uh, more news from Washington about the Washington football team owner guy. ESPN is set to interview several women who are alleged victims of the Redskins' toxic or former 
formerly known as Redskins, toxic environment and sexual harassment culture in Washington. I only have one thing to say. Let's make sure we have a fuck ton of popcorn on this one. Mm. Yeah, yeah. It's honestly, we, it's, I've been saying since the beginning, this reminds me of the, 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 the Donald Sterling situation. I would, even though this never happens in the NFL, I'm surprised if um, Dan Snyder gets to keep his team. Because I believe it's something like if two-thirds of the owners decide that he's no longer going to be able to own his team, he's going to be forced out. We saw we saw the owner of Salt Lake, uh, Real Salt Lake, being forced to sell his yeah. team. Uh, I think we're going to see that with the Washington football team as well. It would be nuts. And I Jeff think Bezos, it, it would be as such. Oh, yeah. Be amazing. 100%. Or, or his wife. What's her name? But Bezos wants to buy an NFL team. Though. No, but what's his wife's name? I don't remember. She became the richest woman in the world after the divorce. Lady Bezos. Um, no, so I think that if it does happen to Dan Snyder, the NFL would... It, it's a huge statement for the NFL. Huge, huge, huge. Because Dan Snyder is like one of the... He's I think he's the second richest after Jerry Jones out of all the owners. Mm-hmm. Mackenzie Scott is her name, by the way. Mackenzie Scott. There you go. Sorry, um, I stole one from you, John. <laughs> uh, he's like the second richest uh, coach and uh, owner in the N- in the N- in the NFL, so I think it'll be a great, it'll be amazing for Roger Goodell to say, "Listen, we're not going to have this guy. Too much bad publicity. I don't care what he's done, what he's tried to do. I think that throughout all the years, he's just kind of led us to this point. He let it. But happen. he's also not. I know he's rich, but he's also not liked by the other owners That's before a, this, before no, all this but, happened. But money talks a lot in the NFL, mm-hmm. right? I think you know that. Is that if you have the money as an owner, it's like you have more power. Jerry Jones, I don't think he's liked either, but he, him and Kraft and Snyder and, yeah, and but if, uh, but, if Bezos puts, but, but if Bezos puts in a call to, to, to Jerry Jones and says, listen, I'm buying Washington, get rid of this joker. Like that's the money, right? It's crazy how we talk about how Jerry, as if Jerry Jones is the it makes he all is. the decisions. He, well, it's yeah. crazy. Why don't you make a decision to win a Super Bowl once in a while? <laughs> you though. fucking that's old the, wrinkly <laughs> piece of shit. That's the one thing you can't do, Terry. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck no, he actually did it three times. Well, and then he decided to get rid of Jerry, you know, Jimmy Jones. But Jimmy he Johnson won it again after with Jimmy Johnson's players. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Jimmy Johnson's players and Jimmy Johnson's uh, uh, protege mm-hmm. and Barry Switzer. Uh, poll arising after yesterday where Vancouver Canucks goaltender Thatcher Demko is the first goaltender to ever come into a playoff game as a rookie and win an elimination game since Jose Theodore back in 1997 or whatever it was. Uh, The Vancouver Canucks apparently have been fined $45,000 for trying to sneak two strippers into the Edmonton bubble to celebrate his victory. I mean... First things first. Edmonton strippers. Edmonton strippers. This can be great. No, 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 no. You're really? right. no, no, there's a fuck no, ton no, of no. money in Edmonton. Yeah, 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 yeah oil yeah, yeah. money, my friend. All right. So, uh, so I knew a couple guys that worked at Inform McMurray's, probably like a couple hours outside of Edmonton, Johnny Factually, um, <laughs> and they they said all guys did was buy coke and order strippers and hookers. That's all they did. That's all they spent their money on. And he's like, these strippers were beautiful because it's such a bi- it's big money down there. All right. Well, now we know. The uh, I have a question, Eagle. Was this before or after the game? This was after the game. Why, would you, Why would you do it before the game? Well, because because the guy like, hype him up. I was going to say, because... You're an awful teammate. You know, no, 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 we no, talked wait. about it last week with Corey Kennedy, right? Like, maybe you saying, want him to get off. Because I was saying, because we had this debate last week, is like, is it is it like the heavy legs or is it or is it like a resource that you gotta you gotta get it you gotta get it milk before you, you go? You gotta pump them, yeah. So it could have solved our debate. But in I one think shot. I think goalies I think goalies in hockey, I think John will be able to attest this too because he's a he's a he's a he's a hockey scout. Is he's, a ho- goal- he's a hockey stats uh, He's a hockey stats guy, but he's also a scout. We need to add a we need to add a column 
on his uh, stat sheets as uh, jerked off yes jerked or no. off yes or no yeah. and I think that goalies are very particular so I think th- strippers before would throw them off yeah I agree yeah. I completely agree they're very particular people do you hear you hear so stories we need of to like, know we need to know if this weird. is factual or not goalies are fucking yeah weird. exactly yeah. you hear stories from NHL teams where they're like oh who do you like bunking with on road trips and nobody says the goalie and people yeah. have asked like well why not the goalies like, oh because they're weird look at Brzezgolov or remember him or look at how the last picture we saw of Ed, Ed Belfort before he got arrested <laughs> so yeah makes sense makes sense uh, that's that was, it for rapid fire today. Okay, let's bring John on. Let's, let's see right. where we're going. This let's segment see, is called "Beautiful Mug." John, factually, John's been watching and <laughs> listening to the show all show long. He now has a litany yeah. of situations where we were wrong. John, fire away. All right. So first and foremost, I don't think uh, being a sponsor, like being sponsored by a weed company, is impossible. But there's a lot of regulations. Okay. Um, so we'll see. That was um, the only one we really needed in... to know, John. Yeah. It really, yeah. you should have gotten the answer on that one because that affects our income. Come on, bro. Come on. Oh, no. The, so, for example, like you can do things like you can advertise the brand, not the product. So there's ways around it. Oh, okay. So ah. I can say sponsored by uh, Can I, whatever it is, Can I Brands, but not tell you that they have like all their sleep products and this, this helped me go to this sleep. sounds like I a weird infomercial where it's like you know i can't actually prescribe tell you to go ask your doctor to prescribe it to you but you can ask him about it yeah have you ever bought anything on an infomercial uh no however no. i did get a magic bullet at canadian tire yeah so i bought things from infomercials at canadian tire walmart what about you john yeah yeah i can actually yeah i've done that Magic bullet. As seen on TV. You gotta, mm-hmm. you know. Exactly. Um, Fournette was born in New Orleans, so you guys were uh, well, close with uh, Louisiana there, so there in the right state. Yeah. Um, Lamorella was Fuck a coach you. of the Islanders and the Devils, so you were correct, Terry. There you go. Um, for well, actually, I said, one... I said GM, though, so I was kind of wrong. I yeah. was an idiot. But, but you're I, right. You're right. I knew, I was the, I knew he was well, the head coach, but I was, I'm an idiot. You're right. John's wrong. Okay. There you go. So, Johnny wrongly. Damn it. I missed, I missed an opportunity there. <laughs> Three nothing. <laughs> um, Fournette, some of the theories was that uh, GMs were prepared to pay the $4 million, so Tampa essentially got him at a half-price discount. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, and another thing, too, with some of the running backs with the new CBA, if a player holds out, they don't get the year accrued on their contract. So that's why you're oh. seeing the hold-ins, as some people like to call it. Yeah, hold-ins. Uh, yeah, it's a little bit weird, but... Um, I like it. Sorry. For uh, basketball... Yeah. Uh, um, just to go I'm not a basketball guy, as been made clear in this segment, but I think I know that a seven foot guy in the key is a logical move. Yeah, it is a logical move. <laughs> Bring your, putting your big guy Especially there. when he's as slow as Steven Adams. As per every single highlight video I've ever seen of Shaq, <laughs> yeah. putting your big guy in the middle is good. Exactly. Um, as for uh, Steve Nash, the year was 2006 when Kobe won. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, as for. Uh, there's three non-white owners in the NBA. There's Michael Jordan. There's, uh, I'm going to butcher this, but Vivek Ranadive. Mm-hmm. Nailed it. Uh, the Sacramento owner. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then I'm going to butcher this one too, but uh, Joseph Tsai. He is a Taiwanese-Canadian owner, which yes. could explain his why he wanted Steve Nash, but we're not going to go down that again. You guys did a good job on that. Um, coach of Georgetown was John Thompson. Yeah, so I nailed it. He was it. there from 72 to 99. But I said it before too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and then finally, uh, the shortest Habs player on the roster, according to Google, is actually Paul Byron. Uh, oh, no, yeah, well, it's, it's gonna be Sergei Ovechkin. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. But, like you're, you're raising um, your kid in Canada. Don't call him Sergei. Hmm. In Canada, in the states, <laughs> don't call him Sergei. Yeah, it's gonna be rough. It's call gonna be him rough. John. Or 
And then uh, finally, Terry, just so you know, um, I don't even remotely go close to trying to scout goalies. They are impossible to scout. They're awful human beings. I, what I do do is I go to our goalie coach and I trust everything he says as God's word, and then I go with that. So, okay, so, so John, are the goalie coaches also weird? Yeah, though? fucked up. This guy makes me laugh, so it's a good start. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, that's basically yes. We're gonna need to, you're, gonna need to, you're gonna need to contact him though and find out uh, whether or not goaltenders need to ejaculate before games. Yeah, I will. I, I will get back to you guys on that one. I know a couple goalies. Well, we're gonna find out. We gotta, we gotta, get, we gotta him on. get him on. Gotta just him on. To ask that question. Be like, Anthony. get him on. One question. Get him on. <laughs> Anthony, do you jerk off four games? No. Answer done. done. Hang up the phone. Um, <laughs> well, you uh, had you had a question actually before we yeah, get to so the next segment. We spoke about it in our group chat a bit, but I wanted to get your take in person, kind of. Um, sure. Uh, Jake Allen got traded for uh, a couple picks, a couple Washington's picks, I think it was. It came from. Uh, so, what do you think? Is this yeah. a good move so for the Habs? Is it a bad move? What are we thinking? I, I find we essentially don't lose anything and we give Carrie a break. So what's there to lose? We're giving up the third round pick we got in the Kovalchuk trade. So we essentially gave, we're, we've invested like a hundred grand into a third round pick that we got. That's now going to get Carrie probably 30 games rest um, in the NHL next season. They plan to start in December and end in October or uh, end in June, excuse me. Anyway, so you're going to have a lot of four game or three games of four nights, excuse me. So you're going to need a backup goalie. Well, like Kerry can't play. He can't play three games in four nights. Nobody can. It's impossible. So I understand getting a solid backup goaltender. And then um, I believe it was Alex Intern actually mentioned this. It's a trade piece at the trade deadline because we have so much cap space. We can retain 50% second round pick. We essentially now have traded Kovalchuk uh, for a second round pick. Got it back in goal in the meantime. Exactly. And Kerry gets a break. I think it's so, a nice flip for what we got. I don't, I don't see a downside to it. Neither do I. Yeah. Coming into the signing period, we basically need to uh, sign Mete, I think uh, Yeats, Yeats, Yates, I don't remember his Yeats. name, and then Domi, who's likely going to be traded because they have enough centers yeah. at this point. So we, that would exactly. leave us, I think there's 14 or 15 million left after we bring in Allen. So there's a lot of room yeah. to just make easy signings. It'll probably cost you 5 million total, essentially, which gives you a lot to play with, with either bringing in a UFA, maybe extensions, making deals, etc. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, absolutely. I don't, I, don't I, mind the at, money, uh, I don't mind the money too much, John. No, neither do I. We're at yeah. so, like Eagle said, right now, if you factor in uh, Kokaniemi and Romanov into next year's salary cap, it puts us at twelve. Then you got to sign Mete. So, how much is that going to cost us? I don't see it being that much, but um, we, I think, we have more than enough room to retain that cap space, and I don't think we're done. I think that we've got a lot of room to uh, to get or to address a few more p- key pieces and. Uh, so rumors, I, rumors are are the uh, the Habs should go out and get Liney. Like it's it's all Habs Twitter, it's all you see on Twitter right now is people saying, "Oh, any, let's go get." Apparently, Liney. Larson's on the trade block too, or something. Yeah. What, what would yeah, you give? Any, what would you give up for a Liney? Because I'll tell you what. I now I'll tell you what I would give up. What would I give up, or what would we have to give up? It's going to start with the first round pick, no matter what. Automatic. It's going to start with a grade A prospect, and I would never give up Caulfield. So. It would have would to be a grade-A prospect, probably maybe defensive grade-A prospect. But that's what I mean. So maybe you have a guy like Norlander who's tearing it up in uh, yeah. Sweden right now. But I don't uh, maybe they're like, I, I don't know if, if that would pique their interest, but that's just, a you know, it's another guy down the list unless they Jordan wanted a Juleson maybe? type. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, I, is, the price, is the price high enough to get a first and a Romanov for him? Yeah, maybe because of how, how depleted they are defense. I mean, I personally would try and ship Drouin. As part of the package, um, I think you're trading an elite winger for an elite winger, and I just don't see the consistency with Drew as much as I do with Line. A. They're both streaky, obviously, but 
My... Um, I know what you mean. Any any high profile winger is going to be be a part of the conversation in Montreal this summer. Exactly. That's the thing. And another thing with Liney is that he's already shown how much of a head case he is. So I don't know if he's going to be able to last in Montreal media. It's impossible. If but you're okay. a guy, he, he doesn't speak French. He'll be fine. No, but he's just going to get ripped on all day. Like he can't even go on oh, yeah. social media. He's just going to be tagged on everything stupid. Yeah. You know what I mean? He doesn't. He doesn't want Tony Marinaro to come after him after two fucking games of not scoring a goal. You know what I mean? This guy just wants to play fucking hockey and. and Rib fucking snipers. That's all he wants to do. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And he wants um, to play Fortnite. So we have one last thing too. We have our fantasy league coming up. Oh yeah, start, John, start the video. Eagle. John start has. I'll, I'll restart it so we can clip it up. Yep, we have a video. It is a marble race. It was put it's together off. by John Factually. Right now we have Eagle and Adam and Brenton Lee. This is to determine. Our draft order. Adam uh, we're is, all swirling uh, around the toilet. Adam is a contributor. He does. He's done MMA shows with me. Uh, just to give you names. So we have Will. He's our kind of. He's a blogger for us. He talks a lot about any teams in Miami. Uh, Brent. He's been a blogger for us too. He's a big on NFL. He's is it on the weird that we have times. a Miami beat writer? <laughs> kind of. By the way. Yeah. <laughs> uh, who else do we got there? We got uh, Duke. Uh, the yeah, Duke. Our graphite. Our local. Eagle, you and I. Yeah. Mo Khan's back from the jungle. Mo Khan is in there too, and he's waiting outside most likely with a chocolate milk. Um, so Will's in the lead right now. P's in I. Oh, second. Oh, P. I just dropped the fourth. Back up to third, baby. I'm, Fucking I'm Will. chasing Will. Will's Why got, is Will first place? He's got that monster lead, man. But Brent, Brent's making uh, some some uh, some noise. But I will again. say, what John I, and Duke and Eagle, man, you guys, you guys didn't bring it today. I but jumped I, out ahead and then I ran out of steam. Clearly, what I but I will what I will say about these about these uh, marble races when you're first place like that, you will not be. You're not going to finish first place. Yeah, because look, I'm catching up because everyone knows I got that tremendous speed and I'm catching Will in the <laughs> yeah, turn. Yeah, with your busted <laughs> up ankle here. I actually want to be in that six five uh, five to seven range. I like par- I like parking three. in the middle. I want one to three. Because I, I hate waiting that long for picks all the time. I just want an elite running back, yeah. so I want one to three. <laughs> yeah. There we go. I mean, there's a lot. There's a lot. How long is this uh, th- video clip for? Oh, it keeps going. Oh, it keeps going. I thought it was done. No, that's no, not no, done. No. It's no, got to no, hit the fire. It's going to go down a few things, man. Oh, you got to learn. I don't like this. got to learn technology. I don't like, okay, so I'm, I'm still in second. Brent's chasing me. I'm Terry really behind. Man. Look at that. So well, I th- Alex, the intern, and Eagle, the two Alexes. Wait, wait, wait. How did you fall so far back? Oh my god! So, so I thought it was going to be one of those like an actual How marble race. How am I in first? Race. What happened? I thought it was going to be an actual marble first? race where it's like where people have like no, toys set up. Yeah, I thought it was going to be that, <laughs> and then we associated our names to like. I thought uh, the same thing. To like, I'm 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 the white one. Peas is the purple one. You know, I thought it was going to be that, but whatever. It is what it is. I like it. It's better this way. I'm very confused because I trust technology How, more than I trust. How am I falling back so much? Somebody god on YouTube. Damn it. <laughs> I love this shit though. Who's going, first? Going Will's back in first. Where am I here? Will, Will, Will's taking a commanding. Okay, but you know, Will being first, you know he's going to draft Tua. So we know Tua's off the board. So <laughs> or Jordan <laughs> Howard. Or Jordan Howard, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, he, he'll try to draft Byron Jones at first overall. <laughs> and we know that. Brent, Brent is, I mean, he'll just fuck it up somehow. Brent is the type of guy to be like, I think this guy's going to do really well, so I'll draft him second overall. Mm-hmm. He'll probably draft the guy All like right. Fournette being like, oh, he's going to play with Brady. He's going to do really well. So he'll draft him second overall. I can see some weird picks from Brent. Yeah, I'm probably going to go Zeke at third at this point because I'm Zeke. I'm a Zeke guy. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm well, not going to give up Zeke. Terry, there's me and you were three and four. I like how it oh looks like God. we didn't fix this, right? Yeah, like, exactly. Well done. Well done. Yeah, yeah. Well done we didn't players. really do it on purpose. No, I love no, how, no, you, no, I love no. how Eagle's just kind of teetering <laughs> in the back there. <laughs> No, just Alex the intern. This Classic. This <laughs> is the most accurate portrayal of Alex the intern. And there we go. So who finished first? Will wins first. Will oh, finished fuck first. you, Will. Okay, I got Will, Brent, like Terry, Pease, Go, John, and the screen's done. Alex being last yeah. is like, 
Alex the intern being last is classic, especially after Marco ripped him in our in our interview with him. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and people message me all the time for that interview. Right? They're it like, was it was so the, good. the funniest two minutes. And then Marco at the end going, hey, I suck a fat one. Yeah. yeah. Fucking <laughs> nailed it. Classic, classic. We love Alex. We love Alex. Um, that was listen, to, wait, listen to me and Alex on Weekly Sauce. This week, he's going at it with the Seltzer King, Chris Mancuso. We're recording tomorrow at 3 o'clock. They've been battling on Twitter. So I said, why don't we do this on Weekly Sauce? Mancuso's a diehard Bruins fan, hates the Habs, and Alex is a diehard Habs fan, hates the Bruins, so we're gonna have we're gonna have Absolutely. them. All. And Sunday night, you and I are gonna be hosting the draft. Yes, right it, here. It'll be like an NFL draft. John, you coming without anything interesting? Uh, it depends on work. We got to see how the playoffs go. Okay, cool. If you're here, even better. If not, I think Will said he's gonna come in the studio. We'll figure it yeah. out. It'll be fun. Uh, Eagle, you gonna have to figure out the setup. Uh, I think we'll order food. Time. We'll use the sauces. Oh, that's, that's pretty good. good. Oh, John, you're gonna miss out, man. You gotta come. Yeah. yeah. Oh. We'll get that figured out. I'll figure it out. Um, So we'll stream that Sunday night. Uh, In the meantime, you've been Terry. You've been Eagle. I've been trying. You've been Factual. I've been Peas. You've been listening to Hot Sauce Sports. Don't know why we record that. That's nailed. Nailed (laughs) Nailed it, baby. Nailed it. Nailed it.